And we are back to discuss the final episode of Mandalorian Season 2, but before we begin, a couple of things. If you're supporting the channel on Patreon or uh, YouTube memberships, I'll be uploading a few exclusive videos in regards to Star Wars and Thrones, so be on the lookout for that. If you're not supporting the channel yet, then consider doing so for only a dollar. I recently set up YouTube memberships as an option since so many people had a problem with Patreon, so definitely check it out. I'll leave a link in the description below and in the pinned comment. So, Preston, okay, so you're either you're either entirely a psychic or you're just very good at predicting things. <laughs> so everybody was like hitting me up and letting me know like the bad news um of what happened and I was and I messaged you on Facebook. I'm like, "Do you have your bingo card cuz you oh, right, called it." all the plots together. No, uh the Boba Fett actor oh, what, died. Oh god. What? Remember when you said like a, like a couple weeks back? Like, yeah. You, like I, I put the I put your uh, Empire Strikes Back poster up, and you're like everybody's uh, everybody who signed my poster is dead because David Prowse, and and then you're like the, except for the Boba Fett actor, you know it's. Oh man. You didn't know that he died no. like, yesterday. Oh, I'm today. looking at it now. Oh, that happened today. Oh, man. I should put Young up. A, I should upload up a clip of you. Uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, and, like, compare the two, like, oh, yeah. God, like. I, <laughs> Damn, dude, I mean, everybody like, in your poster is gone now. Everybody on my poster is gone. Well, it's, well, rest it's in a peace. very valuable poster to anyone named Preston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, they put your name on it. Well, yeah, rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba Fett actor. Um, yeah. And, uh. We are back for some more Mandalorian. Probably, in my opinion, one of the best episodes ever. You, oh god, I, really? I had pressed it up on on Facebook. I'm like, Preston, Preston, you gotta watch this. I fucking spammed you, and you so watched la it. Last your... last week, we both liked last week's episode quite a bit. Yes. This week, I hated this week's episode. You what? thought it was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. Like, come on, this this is this. Oh my god, this is what I've been. So so it's funny. I did actually, I actually did a react um, recording to the big reveal because my buddy wakes me up and he goes, he calls the big, me. He's bib, like, the Bib Fortuna reveal, that big reveal. <laughs> my buddy wakes me up and he calls me and he goes, yo, Mando, let's go. And I'm like, what's going on? Just don't look at Twitter. Don't look at Twitter. I always look at Twitter when I wake up. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at social media. Nothing. Wake up on this time. Start recording your reaction to the latest Mando episode. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, you're going to be happy and you're going to be upset at the same time. I'm like, how? Happy that they did this, upset that they could have done this for the sequel trilogy movies. And I got to agree with him. Like, everything we've gotten so far in season two of Mando has been much better than the fucking billions of dollars they spent creating the sequel trilogy movies. Uh, I mean, I would say that Force Awakens and Last Jedi are better paced. I mean, there are times when, like, Mandalorian is slow, but... Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, see, we'll talk about, see, I think this episode was, was not as good as, uh, as last week, uh, last week's episode and all the reasons I like last week's episode, like those things aren't in this week's episode. And I think those things that are lacking are things that are actually in the movies. Um, so I wouldn't criticize the movies. Like the movies have some things that are really great about them. Um, I mean, they're well-directed, they're well-paced, uh, the action scenes are interesting, things like this. Mm. This episode, yeah, that didn't exist. I mean, I, I, I will say that in the start, when they go into the bar, I liked the bar scene fine. You know, that, that was Should, should I uh, do the summary? Yeah, please, please. An Imperial shuttle is disabled by Slave One, and the Mandalorian and Cara Dune board and capture Dr. Pershing. Next, they enlist the help of Bo-Katan and Kasoka Reeves, I think I'm saying that right, in return for Bo-Katan getting Gideon's cruiser and the Darksaber. The group use the shuttle to get close enough to crash land on Gideon's cruiser, with Fett pretending to attack them in Slave One. Bo-Katan, Kosik, Kosik, Koska? I think I'm saying that right. Fennec and Dune fight through stormtroopers to the cruiser's bridge. Meanwhile, the Mandalorian finds the dark troopers, barely defeats one of them, and ejects them the rest into space. He fights Gideon with the Beskar spear and wins, making him the new rightful owner of the Darksaber. The dark troopers fly back onto the ship and attack. Before they are overwhelmed, Jedi Luke Skywalker arrives and easily defeats all the dark troopers. The Mandalorian gives Grogu permission to go with Skywalker and R2-D2 to complete his training. In a post-credit scene, Fett and Fennec travel to Jabba's palace on Tatooine, 
where Fett kills Bib Fortuna and takes the throne, ending the episode. Um, do you want to discuss the Boba Fett stuff first? We 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 can we can start with that. Um, one Bib like Bib Fortuna was on Jabba's barge, so I don't know how Bib Fortuna is still alive. Nonetheless, it's it was funny seeing him there and funny seeing that he'd gotten fat. I mean that was that was funny. Um, and then Boba Fett like walking in and just killing him. I mean it was really stupid of him to go right on the trap door, but killing him and then I taking over that. that that was. Yeah, that that that's more Boba Fett's personality. So, um, but at the same time, I'm disappointed that Boba Fett will no longer be part of the Mandalorian story, which is, I think, more interesting plot. Right? Like how how his father and he. You mean his donor? <laughs> I mean that was that was some bullshit. Okay, I, that shit. I, I didn't understand a lot of that conversation, so maybe you could help explain it to me. But um, sure. Uh, but anyway, the ending—I like the ending fine, even though I don't know how Bib Fortuna would be alive, um, considering he was on Jabba's barge and Jabba's barge blew up. But uh, you were looking whatever. that up, yeah? I didn't think I—I I thought I don't remember seeing Jabba. He's definitely there. I—I I, I just reviewed the scene. He's definitely there. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember him at, at, at Jabba's like, uh, like I remember the guy with the weird hat that shoots Luke in the hand. Like I remember little details like that. I don't remember Bib Fortuna at all on Jabba's barge, but I guess maybe he escaped off screen somehow, even though it's a pretty hefty explosion in the uh, middle of fucking in the middle nowhere. of the desert. And then how yeah. did he get? Yeah, no, he's definitely there. He's so there's two, there's two, um, scenes in Jabba's barge there's you know they they flash between Luke and the execution on the outside and then they flash to the inside with scenes of job mainly Jabba the band Selkatius Krom and Leia right mm-hmm. every once in a while when you see Leia uh, and you'll you'll see Bib Fortuna like holding her like being right there with her making sure that she's not causing trouble and then he kind of like doesn't do anything when she chokes Jabba to death. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he was busy escaping. Maybe he was like, "Oh man, things are going south." Climbs out a window and starts running through the desert, off screen. I guess that's what we have to assume. But Pretty much, he was on that barge. So I don't know if you've ever seen because um, the last thing we see is is Boba with Fennec and he's on the throne and the way he's sitting. It really gave me Conan the Barbarian vibes because have you ever seen Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Of course. Remember at the very end, I think of the second movie or the first movie or maybe the like mm-hmm. the the the, the, the man. Like, One like, day he was his king. But yes, that is another story. Yes, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That's what it, it gave me off vibes of that. Yeah. One day, Coden will be king, but this is not that story. Like, ooh, okay, yeah. cool. And we never got that story. We um, never did. Uh, did I ever tell you that um, this is a random story? Is when I was uh, when I was a young man um, backpacking through through Europe. I was in Prague, and this the year was nineteen ninety six, and we're walking through Prague, and then randomly. Arnold Schwartz, like there's a crowd of people. And so we go over and Arnold Schwarzenegger walks by mm. like down and then gives, goes up to a stage and like is presented this sword for the, so the first thing that, that shocked me was one, how tan he was, but two, like how <laughs> short he was. Cause you know, mm. well, do everyone's short to you. You're six, six. I mean, that was, the, I think he's six feet tall. And um, so for me, six, six, but you, you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as being a mammoth. And so him walking by and being like, huh, that's, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, he's not short. He's not, he's not sliced alone, but you know, he, six feet is still tall, but mm-hmm. he's not the mammoth that you think of, you know? Um, and then he goes up there and they present him this gift, this sword. I think he was promoting the movie Eraser or something. And they give him this, they give him this uh, sword and he goes, wow, this is a really great gift. It makes me want to do another Conan movie. And then he takes the sword and he poses like Conan. And the entire crowd just goes nuts. And I was like, huh. Uh, you know, that was, that's the end of the story. And he never played <laughs> Conan again. Damn it. 
But no, it like it rem- like when he sits down and Fennec's right there and she takes a glug of whatever that blue thing is. Like it reminds me of that that scene where Conan's just sitting there, like in the after credits, and like this is not the story of where he becomes yeah. king, and but he has the crown it's, and it's stuff. It's just too bad because I feel like Boba Fett being part of the Mandalorian story is much more interesting to me. Now I I gotta disagree. I feel as though he's fine as a guest star, and the one thing that always annoyed me about Boba Fett in Legends is mm-hmm. that he would appear every now and then, like trying to chase Han Solo, and then he would fail, of course, because it's not Han Solo. You gotta keep Han Solo there, he would fail, and he would just look like a punk bitch. Like, like it, it just, it, it, it was comical and a little cartoony how every time he appears, every now and then, to, like, chase Han Solo in the original, and, you know, And now canon. it's comic that he's suddenly competent, because we've seen nothing but incompetence <laughs> up until Mandalorian. I like him better as a guest star, and I, and 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 I think Mandalorian. It's it's Mando's story, so I, I like it better when a lot of these big characters come in for a cameo and yeah. don't overstay their welcome. Boba was staying overstaying his welcome a little well, bit. Well, he didn't really do thing. anything, did he? I mean, he killed a lot of stormtroopers, much to your dismay. And he, on, uh, on, on, like, he killed some stormtroopers on on a, on a planet. Yeah, and then he. Uh, get is the get getaway driver, and then yeah. he is the decoy. The decoy, yeah. He's never really part of the the plot. He's just kind of because Ming Na is. They throw Ming Na in there. Oh, but... Fennec is always like doing stuff, and I I think that's for the best. Like I don't think they want to like shoot their shot with Boba. They want to like hold off everything that he can do. Yeah. Um, so, so really, really interesting thing. So at the start of the episode, what I didn't mention is when they're capturing Dr. Pershing, we have the, uh, showdown Dr. Pershing, by the way, it just occurred to me, is he the only one in the Star Wars universe that wears glasses? So I think the, I think my head canon for this explanation would be, he does, he can see fine. Maybe he has a problem with his eyes where maybe like he sees light a bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so he needs the glasses to like tone down how bright he can see things. Yeah. Because those aren't glasses. They have a little bit of shade on them. Yeah, they're sunglasses. But I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it just, I mean, I'm fine with it. I, you know, but I, I, I just, it just occurred to me, like, huh, he's wearing glasses. You don't see glasses in Star Wars. But uh, when they go to capture Dr. Pershing, I thought it was really intense when uh, Cara Dune comes to face with that uh, Imperial shuttle pilot, and he's just a piece of shit. But, oh, my God. But this is this is another interesting thing, though, is that he brings up, like, the Imperial perspective, which we don't really get very much of, you know? Like, what does the average person believe? Um, I don't know how he was on the Death Star, saw Alderaan, and then got off the death star uh i guess he was transferred or something or <laughs> it's I mean, possible it's a it's a really weird because you know we know the events pretty well right like alderaan is blown up then then they they rescue the princess and then the death star follows them back to yavin and then the death star is destroyed like there's not much time in there for uh for people to leave the death star and for what reason, you know? I'm sure at one point before going into battle, um, several important people like just evacuate just in case. Or maybe he was on a shuttle that was carrying a message you know, to the he, Emperor. He had shore like... leave at that time. They're like, shore leave. <laughs> he's like, okay, my vacation's all right. Off to vacation. And then he's like, phew, that was really good that I went on vacation. Uh, I was given leave right before the Death Star was blown up. And I, I thought the whole like fight between Boba Fett and the Cossica girl was kind of like okay. So so they said a weird line in there that um they somebody said I didn't think psychics were allowed to talk. Did you hear that line? I, I'm pretty sure the line was sidekick. Like she's implying that Boba just you know is, is Mando's like little partner, like Robin and Batman. He's Robin. Yeah, I I had to rewind what they were saying a few times, and I couldn't get what they were saying. But well, it's... but Bo Katan was was calling him um, like his father a donor, and right. Because well, Django... at some point she said, "You're not a Mandalorian," and then he's like, "I never said I was," which contradicts what what Mando said. Mando said, "You really are a Mandalorian," you know. But um, it's odd. I yeah, mean, this is getting back to rebels. And, and the belief that that Boba Fett and Jango Fett weren't real, 
but maybe in Bo-Katan's opinion. But, yeah, uh, like like all... the best way to describe like all the Mandalorian cults is like how on earth we're all humans, but we have different religions. Christians believe one thing, Muslims believe another, you know, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. But um, no, so when so when Bo-Katan says, when he goes, my father, and she goes, you mean your donor? Remember, Jan- Boba is a clone of Jango. Of course. Right. So Bo-Katan is still, under the impression. He still raised him. He's still his father. I mean, that's just. She shitty, doesn't know shitty, that. It's a shitty thing to say. Right, but she doesn't know that, and she has heard clone troopers talk a thousand times before, because she's mm. been in contact with them several times. Clone troopers helped her take back her planet of Mandalore in the Clone Wars season finale, series finale, yeah. um, before they turned on them as, as the Empire. Um, that's the donor line. Sure, so. sure. I, I understand the donor line. She, she's, she's making fun of the fact that he's, that he's a clone, mm-hmm. um, which is just a shitty... The shitty thing to say to someone. The, the whole fight between him and like that was so and and fire and when they like use their flamethrowers against each other, fire cancels out other fire. Like fire what is cancels this out fire. Doesn't everyone know that fire cancels? You know, fire cancels out fire. Everyone knows that. It was <laughs> also device. a character we didn't care about. Like who is that woman? The other Mandalorian. Like we just didn't care. Had, had he fought Bo-Katan, it would have been a little more interesting. You know? That is true. But I don't think uh, 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 Katie Sackoff is is ready for combat training yet. Right, but this that gets woman me, this, is like an MMA fighter. But or this gets me into like the you know why I think it's more interesting learning about the Mandalorian background and and everything and Boba Fett and Jango Fett's like relationship, which we still don't know. You know, it's just kind of hazy at this point. Well, from the sound of it, it, from towards the end, it sounds like we might, that might be Mando's next mission. But, um, so no, they, they, they devise a plan to go in there. And I have to say, when they start doing the plan and everything, the, the light cruiser is fucking ridiculous when it launches TIE fighters, because a normal Star Destroyer can launch a bunch of them at the same time. The light cruiser, they go through that little narrow, like, space to launch, and... You can only launch one at a time. It's really inconvenient and quite stupid, really. I mean, considering that this is a world where people come out of hyperspace uh, and you have to be able to defend yourself quite quickly. Yeah, that's 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 really bad. It's it's really fucking bad. And I also uh... it's the scene. I mean, everything about the action at this point. So I was fine with the episode. I liked the bar scene. I actually liked the bar scene fine. I liked them talking about politics. I liked the tension. Uh, and then once the action began, this was the worst action I, of the entire series, in my opinion. All the other episodes had much better action than this. Um, it's just Stormtrooper killing. At this point, and I'm it's, just so numb to it and it's lame. It's, it, and it's worse than that. Because someone, someone said in one of the comments, like, you know, this, it's just putty patrol every time. And I was like, no. That's 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 a disservice to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. At Thank least you. with Putty Patrol, those putties were doing interesting, uh, you know, martial arts against, uh, you know, the actors who were doing interesting martial arts. And it's like, yes, the Putty Patrol is defeated every time, but they were at least doing martial arts. This episode was Ming Na and 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 Cara everybody Dune. just Cara Dune just walking out straight up and just shooting people like there was no dodging there was no there was no special moves like they were just slaughtering people and the stormtrooper like the level of incompetency for the stormtroopers was was more than any other time like at least they did the thing that you hate where like it's ming na and cara dune are on the like the weird bridge which for some reason has like a whatever and right, it's, it has a floor run up to them into like, space like why does the bridge have a floor into space is that where they yeah. shit yeah that's, I guess that's, that's their that's their bathroom. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm gonna fill the trash out. But the stormtroopers did that thing that you hate, where they walk up to them, and they go freeze, freeze. Just shoot them. You like what, what are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> like what? Right. Like and that's that, that's what I thought about too. Like oh, we have to help our 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 cruiser come in. Like they keep taking advantage of the fact that the empire is merciful. Like oh, you're trying to rescue your your injured. And you're fleeing. Like they could have just kept the shield up and been like, "Nope," and let that sh- let the ship crash, and then they would have been fine, <laughs> you know. But the Empire is just too merciful. They're too nice. 
I like I agree with you. After a while, watching them kill stormtroopers the way they did, it gets boring. It really does. It's just and and eh. it was, they were they were killed in the worst way. Because if stormtroopers are that incompetent, think back to the opening scene of Star Wars. How incompetent were those rebels if they were slaughtered by a bunch of stormtroopers? Like they yeah. must have been less than worthless. It, it felt more like a lot of uh, filler, time filling, like yeah. Arya you know, in the in the House of Black and White, washing dead bodies. Yeah, like it felt I, like that. It it meant nothing to me. It was like I said, it was it was less set up. It was less satisfying than Putty Patrol. It was the worst Star Wars action scene I'd I've ever seen. Um, it was so low stakes. They slaughter everybody. They don't do any good. There's no good direction. There's no good action. There's no jumping, dodging. It's it it was crap. They just slaughtered a bunch of people, and I'm supposed to think that's cool or something or badass. Um, and then they would cut between scenes of them like like unlocking the dark troopers for like they cut back and forth like eight times like release the dark troopers and it's like and then they show the scene of them unlocking and they kept going back to it and I was like oh god you know so let's get in the meat and potatoes of the episode the stuff I liked. His fight yeah. with the one dark trooper was pretty that, fucking cool. I I agree that that dark trooper and how it was just beating him up, and it was a struggle. Was a good fight, and I thought the conversation with uh, with Moff Gideon and Moff Gideon's trick, I thought was pretty clever. But um, like you said in a previous, once again, like you yeah. said at this point, how does Mando not know everyone's either going to double cross him for his armor or just in general? <laughs> Just like, how do, you not, how do you not know that? How yeah. do you not know this? Like, and, and Gideon fooled me. And I think that's the actor, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Gideon fooled me. Like, take child. Right, because at him. first I was like, what a stupid, petty idiot. Like, you could have walked off the ship. But then when he reveals the trick, I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. He, like, wanted to lose. Oh, that's pretty nice. You know? I thought that was the one that was like the big redeeming part of the episode. Like if, if there was one, one thing that was cool, it was Moff Gideon's trick. You think that was like his contingency plan that in, in the, in case he lost his trick was that Manda would have to fight Bo-Katan. She would have to kill him regardless for the dark saber. So Moff Gideon like surrender, like he knows he's in a bad situation and he knows that, that uh, Bo-Katan wants his dark saber. And so what he does is he purposely attacks and loses to Mando intentionally in order to keep in order to create conflict between Mando and Bo-Katan. Right, but I don't think I don't think he was aiming to trick them. I think he was aiming mostly to kill the Mandalorian and possibly maybe go after Bo-Katan. I mean, does that knows- old does that old man really think he can take on the Mandalorian? Like I my wife was my wife was watching it off and on, and she was like why would a guy with a lightsaber attack someone who's in a lightsaber proof suit? And I was like, uh... because he has certain joints, which aren't, uh, uh, aren't completely like, like, then she, proof. then she asked like, why doesn't he name Why isn't he aiming for the joints? Like exactly. that was like the See, next thing you. she said. You know? <laughs> so I don't think he was trying to trick him. I think either way he was, he was, he was going to win because he knew that Bo-Katan is not going to let him be shot. He knew it. As soon as Mando spared him, he he knew he had won in that regard, and he also yeah. had to buy time for the dark troopers to come back because they have jetpacks and they can right. come back. So yeah, that was, I mean, when, when at first I was very disappointed when he jettisoned them into space. I was like, come on! First of all, why is there an airlock in their room? That's dumb. But then when they came back, I was like, well, at least they're coming back. I'm assuming yeah. the airlock is in there just in case they go haywire. Or, like, it's for landing on planets and for them to, like, come out quickly? Because it takes yeah. forever for them to unlock. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, yeah. after Gideon is defeated, Mando yeah. brings Gideon to the bridge and he gives him off to Bo-Katan. And I guess his trick here is revealed where, you know, Bo-Katan just won't take the Darksaber. She has to win it for Mando yeah. in single combat. And Mando's like, I don't care. Just take it. Like, who cares? At this yeah. point, we're the entire audience with Mando. Just fucking take it. Who cares? Who but it's like I told you last time with the Darksaber, and Gideon explained it perfectly. It's a symbol of power. She has to kind of earn it. Just like, um, what was the, the Valyrian Steel Sword? Dark, um, uh, Dark... Black, Blackfire. Thank you. Blackfire. 
it's a symbol of power and she kind of has to win it like that she's all about she's not as religious as mando's you know group of people but yeah. she still adheres to the mandalorian creed where you kind of have to be the strongest right because most people would be like well why don't you just lie like you know like no one's there no one would know just tell everyone you beat him. She would know. I guess that that's too much for her. But as they're having this entire conversation, and I love Gideon here, by the way. Like he's, he's it's perfect. Like he's just he's taunting him at the same time. It's perfect. The dark troopers come back and they come in, and I gotta say they look really cool. They look very cool. I like the CGI they did with him. And then we get me, they do remind me of Battlestar. Um, but again, you haven't seen Battlestar. But I have. Maybe it was just on my mind again because. Because Apollo is, or not Apollo, but um, Starbuck is is there. But anyway, Starbuck. Oh, uh, Bo-Katan's actress played Starbuck in in Battlestar. Oh right, 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 right. And uh, no, so they think they they won, but Gideon's dark troopers are coming back, and they fly into that little area that we saw earlier on the bridge, and uh, yeah, they're just they know what to do. They take positions. And they're right outside the bridge trying to get in until we see an X-Wing. And at first, I'm like, I even have, so I actually recorded a reaction. Um, at first, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is Ezra from Star Wars Rebels, the little the little kid who disappears with Thrawn. And it, and it made sense to me because they mentioned Thrawn. We got Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We got, we get, we're getting Mandalorians. Like Ezra I mean, I thought he clearly... might have been Mr. Kim for a second. But then I was like, <laughs> Mr. Oh, Kim, no. really? Yeah, and then, then the minute. But then I was like, why would just Mr. Kim by himself? Like, he's not going to turn the tide of battle. Um, but then, like, the minute somebody with a cloak came out, I was like, oh, man. You, so you thought it was Luke immediately? Once a cloaked figure came out. Because he wasn't... Um, he started killing people with, with a single lightsaber blade. So I was like, well, it's not Ahsoka. Plus, they wouldn't they wouldn't hide it if it were Ahsoka, um, right? They wouldn't, hide, and you could see like the the little the little tendrils, the, the, yeah. whatever the hell so that once it was a green once once I saw a single green lightsaber blade, I mean I suspected with the cloak, but once I saw the green lightsaber blade, I was like, yep, that's Luke. So I thought it was Ezra because he also has a green lightsaber blade. Ah, I see. And and I'm I'm like thinking the entire time, yeah, like that's Ezra. There's no way Dave Filoni and John Favreau have the balls to do Luke Skywalker. There's no way. But they did it. They did Luke Skywalker. That hallway scene, I'm assuming, is supposed to be uh, poetic at rhymes, like the Rogue One uh, hallway yeah. scene with Darth Vader, like, you know. And he fucks them up. And I was actually quite shocked when he opens the door to the bridge and he takes off his little thing. And it's, and it's, and it's Luke Skywalker. And it's not – this is Luke Skywalker. This is not Jake yeah. Skywalker. And for those of you who are confused – Mark Hamill did not like the direction for Luke in Last Jedi. He called him Jake Skywalker. He has actually done this in an interview. He, but, he has uh, said, like, this is not Luke, this is Jake. Here's the thing, though. Like, like with The Last Jedi, having Luke Skywalker show up with bad CGI does not make a good movie. Okay? <laughs> like, just because you throw in fucking fan ser- the ultimate fan service of having Luke Skywalker there... I mean, the Last Jedi had plenty of fucking Luke Skywalker, didn't it? In bad, with 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 bad, you know, aged down or whatever. You he. No, I like there like there was nothing about the scene made sense, like the timing, the ex machina aspect to it. Like, oh, you've got ex machina again. God damn it! Like, it's just it was just fucking lazy writing. Like, you Luke think so? Skywalker comes in. Like, it, th- this is now. Like, this is at, like, seven-year-old writing level. Like, seven-year-old, like, fanboy writing level. Okay, they're in this impossible situation. How are you going to solve it? Luke Skywalker saved them all! Okay, little kid. Why don't you go sit in the corner? No, Luke Skywalker comes in and he kills and blasts all of the dark troopers. And he saves them and he's with R2. Like, come on. Like, there's... I when R2 came up, actually. (laughs) Like this is this is a little child playing with action figures at this point. There's- and Preston, I I love it. Ooh, Luke. This is Luke. It's not Jake. We haven't seen Luke since '83. Which what's that? Like fucking. Uh, what's the math here? Was that thirty-seven years? years? We haven't seen this motherfucker in thirty-seven years. Right. <laughs> the math is right on this, right? I'm. I'm uh, yeah. Whatever. 
We haven't seen him. And before anybody goes, well, if you play Jedi Academy, well, if you suck my cock. No, I'm not playing a video game to get Luke Skywalker. This fucking Luke Sky. I will say, though, it kind of annoyed me that Hollywood still can't do deep fakes better than, like, some random guy in his basement. Because I, I've, I've seen The Irishman. Have you seen The Irishman? Uh, no. So The Irishman brings back, like, Pe- Joe Pesci and uh, De Niro and, and mm-hmm. they throw in Pacino and all that crap. And they de-age them. And it's just not that great. No. The de-aging process is not that great. Someone on YouTube actually did the deep fakes, making them younger. Because all these actors have appeared before in movies younger. Yeah. And they did a better job at the deep fakes than this. This looked weird. At first, I was like, whoa. And then I went back and watched it several more times. The CGI in this man's face is weird. So yeah. the actor is uh, Max Lloyd-Jones. And, he, and have you have you seen what he looks like? Um, I will. I will. Here, here, here. Let me uh, send you a link on Facebook. Max Lloyd-Jones? Max Lloyd-Jones. This is. Oh, yeah. So he already kind of looks like him to begin with. Yes. So, and then they added some like CGI here and there to make him look like it, but it looked weird. Yeah. He, out was, of place. he was. He was. He looked shiny and rubbery. Um, I look, wouldn't go we, that we, far. We, we, we all we all watch Corridor Crew, and we get some ideas about like what like why the Uncanny Valley happens, and they talk about like how difficult it is to create like skin texture. They didn't do the they didn't do the uh, the work on the skin texture. So the one thing they could have done. That would have been much better. I don't know if you saw this because I know you follow me on Twitter, but I don't know if you saw this. Mm. Um, so I think I've said this to you before. I don't remember. Uh, for those of you who are curious, go to my Twitter, redteamreview.com, redteamreview at twitter.com. Um, look at my December 11th post. Let me send it to you on Facebook. Can you see that? Oh, I see. This is uh, Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Sebastian Stan. Let me make sure. Right. He lo- he already kind of looks like Luke Skywalker. They could have just sure. had him do that. Like, I, I don't understand why they need to put, like, the extra CGI on there. Like, fans would have right. forgiven it because we finally got Luke the way we've wanted to see him since 1983. Kicking ass, taking names, and just being fucking awesome. And I will say, I... I when I first started seeing Luke, like, through the monitors, destroying these fucking things, it was kind of ominous and almost a little, like, like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, he didn't give off the aura of a good guy. And he's still wearing the black that he was wearing in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know, they are still just droids, though. Right, but, like, did you get, like, this weird aura that, like, this might not be a good guy when he was, like, chopping through him? Well, I didn't, because... Because I knew it was Luke, but one of the things I was thinking about in a parallel way was, why would why the hell would Mando trust this guy? Well, he's a Jedi, and he just saved their butts. He just, he just saved their butts. So, right. But Mandalorians like shouldn't necessarily trust Jedi's to begin with. Like, shouldn't he want to know at least to like do some background, have a background check on him? Like, hey, tell me about yourself. Where are you going to take him? Like, what's What's going to be, like, his life now? Like, do you know what he He eats? doesn't want to go with you. He's waiting for your permission. He's like, do you, do you have, like, do you know what these guys eat? Because it's bone broth. Um, like, do you get, do you, like, he likes to play with spheres. Like, like, does he know any of that? Like, he, he spent so little time talking to him. Um, so I don't know why he trusted it. Also, I thought like Luke showing up at that exact moment was just ridiculous. Like, come of on. Course. I, uh, of course. Of course it's on. ridiculous. This motherfucker is like, he still has the same haircut and outfit from like five years ago in, in, this, in the series. Of course, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Right. But it's like you don't, tr- you don't trust when Boba Fett arrives. You, you, you panic when a ship arrives and it's Boba Fett. But when, when an X-Wing shows up and Luke comes out, you know, trust that guy. Also, he doesn't are kind of symbol of the New Republic, so I guess they calmed him down a little bit. I guess, but like, um, also, how does he not know who Luke Skywalker is? Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. 
I was waiting. Oh, by the way, real quick, before we get, we jump into that, yeah. you notice how when Gideon, when 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 Gideon is like noticing like someone's fucking up the dark troopers, and he and he sees the monitor, he sees that it's someone with a fucking lightsaber. He immediately tries to cut his losses, shoots Bo Katan, tries to kill the child, and then himself. Like he got scared. Yeah, he yeah. knows who Luke Skywalker is. I don't know why he'd be scared though. It's not like Luke's gonna torture him. I mean, I don't think he knows that. He just knows that Luke Skywalker um, is the <coughs> man who destroyed the first Death Star and that Luke Skywalker has defeated Darth Vader. Because remember, Gideon knows everything, apparently. Right, right. So, but, you know, that's the other thing. Like, oh, wait, you're Luke Skywalker, the famous Luke Skywalker who destroyed the Death Star, whose sister is running the New Republic, who was a major general in the war. Like, shouldn't you know the Skywalker name? I don't know. Shouldn't he be a celebrity? I don't think uh I don't think everybody is once again the galaxy has trillions of people. I don't think everybody knows everybody. It seems that way. The number <laughs> of co- the number of coincidences. I was also thinking like how lucky it was that Boba Fett was not part of the team. Cuz like that is so true. <laughs> Cuz otherwise Luke would have gone in and he would have been like that motherfucker threw me in a Sarlacc pit for years. He fucking dies. And Luke would have been like, you you kidnapped my best friend and like froze him in carbonite. Like, man, it was a real good coincidence that like, you know, that Boba Fett was not part of the see, you're trying to, see, see, audience, Preston's trying very hard to get me to understand that this episode wasn't that great. I still oh. fucking loved it. We got fucking Luke. We got See, you're still you're still drunk on fanboy juice, bro. We need this. Once your fanboy juice wears off, it's like, ah, it's already wearing off. Quiet. (laughs) We we Preston, we need this. This is like Game of Thrones fans. Like if we got like House of the Dragon, which by the way, I got a small teaser for it. House of the Dragon and House of Dragon season one was great. Everybody's like, yeah, we need this. Star Wars fans need something that's not shit. That's not Ryan Johnson's bullcrap. That's not J.J. Abrams' soft reboot for the 30th fucking time. Like, we need this. This is something we need, Preston. <laughs> Fuck. This season has been good. It's been good. And this is good. Uh, it should have yeah. been Sebastian Stan, but whatever. This is, this is it's a start. I mean, that's Next thing, season, people, though. People are fine with actor changes. Like, that, they're fine. Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with this. Like, Leia looked weird in Rogue One. And the way you could have done uh, Peter Cushing with Tarkin is you could have just had him as a hologram. That's, like, that's fine. Yeah. You don't need to have Tarkin there in person. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But next season, fucking Han Solo. Ooh! Ooh Wait, Han Solo. Han Solo's gonna show up next season? No, I want him to show up. Like, like, like oh. we gotta go big. We got. We have to go big, and they could even bring back the fucking kid from Solo. Or no, actually, you know what? No, fuck him. No, you know what? There's actually a, a guy who actually t- does look like uh, like young Harrison Ford. His name is Aldrin. Aldrin and Aldrin, the guy, the guy who played him in Solo. No, not him. Alden Enric Enrique. Oh wait, no, that that is the guy. Who the <laughs> fuck is the dude? Who is the man who looks like young Harrison Ford? It's not him. It's not Aldrin and Anthony Ingraber. Bro, look up Anthony Ingraber right now. I'm not even kidding with you. He looks more like Harrison Ford than fucking Alden Enrich, Enrich, whatever the fuck his name is. Look at this kid. Here, right here. Anthony Ingraber. You see him? What do you. Yeah. Yo, that's young Harrison Ford. Uh, I mean, he's close. I mean, Harrison Ford has had a as a kind of larger nose, crooked nose. Oh, oh, get the get out of here! Like, no, this is this is this is. Yo, he's got the same. He's got the same smirk. He's got the same like Harrison Ford smirk. Yes, he does. You know, so uh, I'll, I'll grant that he look. You know, and uh, you know, I think they did a great job in Solo. I, I think that's fine to have a, have a <sighs> change. They, they could age him up a little bit, fuck it, or just have him, like, as the way Han Solo looked. Because it's only been, like, a couple of years since Return of the Jedi and Mando. And yeah. at this point, Luke is actually, um, so the reason Luke came to find Baby Yoda is because, because I'm pretty sure there are other Jedi out there who probably sensed Grogu. Um, Luke is actually that. actively going around looking for Jedi artifacts and, and lore and stories about the Jedi so he can prepare to make his own So temple. So at this point, if if now we're establishing that Grogu is joining uh, Luke's school, does that mean that Grogu is killed by Kylo Ren? 
I don't think that's what's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is Grogu's probably going to show up towards the very end of Mando Season 3 and probably sacrifice himself in some fashion. That's what I think is going to happen. Because I was wondering, now that Grogu's going with Luke, what's Mandalorian going to be about? Is it going to be about him helping Bo-Katan? Yeah, it was really weird. I, so so another thing that I thought was um, a little too bad is they uh, they blew their wad with um, taking off his helmet like last episode because so now when he took off his helmet again like it wasn't that big of a deal you know like had they saved it you know it would have been a bigger deal i kind of have to agree and that, and that was really a, a sad moment when like Rogue was like you know it's touching his face and all that that, that was yeah. a sad moment imagine if he hadn't done it season one or season two and that was the first time he took off his helmet yo like, that yeah, i agree been, mm-hmm. that would have been powerful you know? What's funny is they didn't have to show his face in season one when he gets injured and uh, IG-11 comes in. Like, they could have just had him taken off – excuse me. They could have had him taken off his helmet and IG and it, like, just cut away to IG-11. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. They didn't have yeah. to show his face. We so all know what Pedro Pascal looks like, but, you know. We've all seen Game of Thrones. Come on. Yeah. Season four, one of the best yeah. seasons. Come on. Yeah. But, but uh, Preston, we need this. We need Luke fucking Skywalker. And quite frankly, we need Han Solo in season three. We need Leia in season four. Fuck it. Bring back, uh, bring so, I mean, back. Season, uh, season three seems to be, I mean, now it's going to be about Mandalorian politics, but it's, it's too bad that Boba Fett's not part of that, but yeah, well, we, we, nev- we never got, an ex- we never got an explanation on how like Boba Fett got out of the pit, what he'd been doing for the years in between. I think like, that's, that's going to be the book of Boba. Which I, like, I think is fucking. Why hilarious. didn't he kill? Why didn't he kill Bib Fortuna years ago? Why did he wait? Why didn't he take out Timothy Oliphant? Like, or that you know you're like, will they explain it, or will it just be a big plot hole? Like the fact that Boba, like Bib Fortuna, is still alive. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they've done the rigorous research. <laughs> All they had to do was just do what you did and go on YouTube and watch that scene. That's all they had to do. But yeah. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. What's but, funny is they could have also had a, like a Gamorrean guard in, in like in like John Jabba's throne. Fuck it, sure, right? Sure. I mean, they, they clearly wanted somebody somebody famous that we remember, and there's mm-hmm. um, and so or better yet, the the Rancar, uh, the Rancar, the Rancor uh, owner, the guy. Rancor keeper, the Rancor yeah. keeper was not on. Was not on the uh, the barge. It could have been Rancor Keeper. True. True. Oh man, that that. But yo, this episode. Come on, like we needed this episode. And quite frankly, yes, I understand fanboy goggles are firmly on. But at the same time, like this is kind of Filoni and Favreau have done what the fans wanted. Yeah. Done for the longest time. It's, it's funny because it's not that you, you, we, you and I aren't disagreeing about what was good or bad in this episode, right? Like we did, we liked and disliked the same things. It's just that you, like the fanboy service stuff, you got way more excited about than I did. I like you gotta listen to my reaction, dude. I flipped the fuck. I'm like, is is this Ezra? <gasps> like I, I flipped out. Like Luke Sky, dude. The balls on these motherfuckers to put in Luke fucking Skywalker. I mean, and what's funny who is, are they? Are they Ryan Johnson? Do they have the balls? Of Ryan? Ryan Johnson, if it has more balls than than that, then right? Ah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Johnson has balls, but I don't like his balls. I like Dave Filoni's <laughs> balls. Dave Filoni like, and John Favreau. These are like, the balls I'm putting like, those my are mouth balls, in gargle. But that's like, like that's like. Too far, you're saying. That's too yeah. Nah, nah, nah. We don't. I wanted Luke. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want old man Logan. Luke. That's nah. I'm okay. It's, it's, this is the shit I wanted. By the and, by the uh, way, did you did you see uh, Knives Out? I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was really good. It is really good. Like you watch it, you're like, oh man. Like Ryan Johnson's a really good filmmaker. I mean, I like, not, not, it's, I like not, it's not a perfect movie, but like it, it's a really it's a really clever, well done like movie. Um, mm-hmm. With with like a lot of de- that's very detail oriented, um, and you're like, huh, like wow, you know, like I like I like Looper. Like everybody points to that one Breaking Bad episode that he did. I can't even remember which one it was. So, but Looper, I know that he did. I like Looper. I thought it was Looper's, great. Yeah, I thought Looper's so. great. Yeah, but um, no, like 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 I don't disagree with you. Like the stormtrooper killing at this point, it's just boring, and it, it was it was just done to, to fill time. Like I didn't think it was that cool. Luke coming in at the end and taking Grogu and like the Darksaber fighting with Moff Gideon, that shit was cool. 
all of it was the dark saber thing yeah. that was cool the dark the fact that like they even mention it like the this is dark trooper phase three yeah they're just taking stuff from legends and and putting it back in where it belongs had at least good. you know they could have at least had one person die like had kira dune or at least the other mandalorian woman died like don't you think that would have been like finally add some some stakes but the fact that like every single one of them like she's disposable who cares about the other mandalorian woman just have her die or the other mandalorian guy that appeared in like uh the the, the third episode yeah yeah or ming na or or, you know because no one cares about ming na's character she hasn't had a line (laughs) i i mean I'm actually surprised I haven't heard people bitch about like the feminism because you remember these are four women going. I, in I there did killing. think about that. Like, huh? I was like, huh? Four women going in and slaughtering everybody. That's unusual. Yeah, because because uh, yeah, normally you know the fandom bitches about this, but I've heard nothing about the fandom. See, the whole fandom complaining about like feminine. I think that's bullshit and overplayed. I don't think people care mm. as much as they care about actual fun characters. They know Bo Katan's a fun character. Ming Nan's a badass. Cara Dune's badass. Like they know these characters are like awesome and, and cool, so they don't care. But I haven't heard anybody say shit. Like, I'm sure you're going to get the usual suspect YouTubers to fucking, like, complain about it for money, because that's all they do. But I thought everything was cool. Um, I agree with you. The mass killing of Stormtroopers was fucking boring. Pacing was a little off, but we got fucking Luke Skywalker this season. I didn't expect that. That was awesome. Next season, we're getting Han Solo and Chewbacca. And after that, we're getting season four with Leia and fucking C-3PO. Actually, no, no, fucking scratch C-3PO. Maybe Darth Maul will come back again. Well, let's not go that far, but <laughs> we're in the meeting room right now with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. We can discuss who's coming back, but first let's get Han Solo in here. I want to see Han Solo. Like, Maybe a fight. You're like, how can you shove, we need to shove more Mandalorians and more lightsabers in this. How are we going to do it? <laughs> Somehow they're going to reach in the expanded universe and get Revan in there. Some, like, I mean, it wouldn't I'm make very, any sense. I, I think we're going to get sick. I think there's going to be some fatigue when they, when they start having the 35 series that they're having next year that's but. what i'm worried about that's like that's what i'm worried about i want to actually see more mayfeld mayfeld was actually fucking sick i want to see more mayfeld i want to see more characters like that you know ex-imperials i want to mm. see um a lot of the characters from legends return because that's that's, that's been dave filoni i, and I John want my Favreau own prequel job. series on on the pig boy um <laughs> pig boy oh, pig boy uh let's no he would be boring as hell speaking all slowly um i, I, want, I, I want an entire series on moisture farming just like just or moisture that, farming on Tatooine. that giant ant thing from episode two yeah yeah we're gonna have ta- like a whole series on tashi sta- on tashi station the tashi station chronicles yeah tashi station chronicles um yeah you know what's funny about this entire se- about all of season two? Season two has been great. If we go back <laughs> to season one, season one was just like, yeah, it was okay, it, it, and it was it was exactly that. It was just okay. Season yeah. two has been great. Other than episode two, season two so far has been nonstop awesome. It has been nonstop awesome. You get Ahsoka, you mention a Thrawn. Oh my god, get fucking Boba Fett. Oh, Luke Skywalker, R two D two, Dark Swing. The Dark Saber, Dark Troopers. Yo, what is happening? This is what we wanted. Take mm-hmm. notes, Ryan Johnson, you fuck. Sorry, I'm getting really excited. <laughs> Maybe they'll explain where, where Luke's lightsaber like was all this time. Preston, imagine if you will. We get Winds of Winter, and the first page, Alardim. We get Alardim, the motherfucker you've been whoa, waiting for. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like it's from Alardim's perspective at the wall. Yeah. Uh, First of all, like there would be no better, there would be no better fucking opening. I mean, we know that's not going to happen, but like, because he's already said it's going to be like a Riverlands perspective. Everybody thinks uh, it's going to be Jane Westerling or something. May, like maybe he, he changes it. It's Allardim and he arrives the same day at the wall, like or the, literally the next day after Jon Snow gets stabbed. Imagine! I, I mean, that would be... I mean, you're talking about something on a different level, though. I mean, that <laughs> that level of like... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of something in the Star Star Wars universe which would be like the equivalent. You know, where, where it's just like some like 
background awesome mystery character that everyone's been talking about for years um shows up and i can't even think of like what what it would be you know um, lobot <laughs> the lobot shows up <laughs> okay maybe you're right i think lobot might be like if lobot shows up in mandalorian season three yeah i would be like oh my god it's lobot fuck yeah <laughs> And I'd be really excited about that. He's probably the only person that hasn't had a cameo, right? Uh, we haven't seen Lando yet either, so. Well, but he was in the new movies. That's true. I'm talking true. about like reincar, like, lo- like who, like they even even the guys that harassed Luke and Ben at the bar got <laughs> got re- brought brought back in Rogue One, right? Yeah, that's right. So, like, that was so dumb. like they brought back everybody everybody now they brought back bib fortuna like like i say like if it was like a series about lobot and ranker keeper like that's like all we have left lobot and ranker keeper of the fucking the fucking well you know the well is pretty dry at this point (laughs) it's the new disney plus series lobot Lobot ranker keeper (laughs) lobot and ranker keeper would be the fucking awesome series Uh, let's let Brassett, let's wrap this up. I thought the episode was great. No, nah, I mean, like I said, I liked the beginning. I I liked the end. I thought the middle was just the worst piece of shit like I've ever seen. <laughs> the ending was fine. It was fanboyish. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the trick uh, and the complexities of of like Mando, like being stuck now with with the, with the dark saber. Um, I think that's really interesting. He's stuck with it now. She won't take it back. Yeah. yeah no, no, please take take this shit. I don't care. Look, I'm going to leave it on the floor and leave. Okay? Like, bye. Like, if you don't take it, no one gets it. Like, that's... <laughs> as soon as Grogu leaves, she just challenges him. And he's like, look, let's just do like a game of tic-tac-toe. And she just loses every time. Thumb right. war. It loses. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's like... It's like Bill and Ted's bogus journey. She's like, they do battleship. And she's like, best two out of three. <laughs> it's like, they do Clue. And then they do Twister. And she keeps freaking losing. She's like, damn it. I'm trying to lose. <laughs> Bo-Katan, you're horrible. <sighs> uh, all right. Do you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, uh, we will see you next year for more Mandalorian, hopefully, and maybe Bo- Book of Boba. I don't know if I want to cover that. Like, I don't, I kind of don't care about Boba Fett. I and, think they're going to like Lobot and Ranker Keeper. Right. We'll see you next next year for Lobot. Can and someone Ranker make Keeper. us Lobot and Ranker Keeper like like buddy action fan art? Like, is oh, anybody... they better fucking do it. I because all I want is like a series about Lobot and Ranker Keeper. Send it to me. Send it to me on Facebook or Discord or Instagram. It's it's Red Team Review all over the place. Send me that and I will put it up on, on everywhere. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.